Hello everyone, my name is Milo Golding. Thank you for joining me today on Factors. Factors is an audio resource for listeners to explore the many perspectives surrounding pressing bioethics issues through discussion and analysis. During this podcast, we will look at case studies, analyze various perspectives surrounding topics, but also ask ourselves what question these issues pose in relation to the world around us. Before I start this series, I would like to introduce myself and give some background on why I was compelled to start this podcast. Like I said previously, my name is Milo Golding, and I'm a 16-year-old senior in high school. I like science, but I particularly became interested in bioethics while doing research in a mentorship program that dealt with genetics, and specifically, genetic epidemiology. During my time there, I learned about things like genetic editing, CRISPR, and clinical trials, which really laid the groundwork for me to learn more about issues surrounding health disparities and social determinants of health that predict the health outcomes of various populations. The more research I did, the more interested I became in bioethics and related topics. I realized how interconnected the subject is not only with science or health, but also policies and social awareness, as it all relates to our decisions and daily lives. Foremost, you may begin by wondering to yourselves, what is bioethics? So let me explain. According to the Michigan State University Center for Bioethics and Social Justice, bioethics is a term with two parts, each needing some explanation. Ethics refers to the identification, study, and resolution or mitigation of conflicts among competing values or goals. Ethics compels us to ask the question, what should be done, all factors considered? The bio aspect places the question of ethics into the context of life. Bioethics is most commonly understood as the ethical implications and applications in relation to health-related life sciences. However, these implications are intertwined with many facets of our lives. Whether it is discussing prenatal genetic editing and asking ourselves the moral dilemmas associated with the future of its research, or the implications of informed consent during clinical trials, bioethics is a relevant part of our everyday lives and the future of humanity. Regardless of your background or previous knowledge on the subject, Discussions about bioethical challenges involve everyone. Today, let's observe and discuss case studies published by the Biotechnology Outreach Center at Iowa State University and NYU Langen Health. Of the more than 5 billion people living in developing countries, 3 billion live in rural areas most of them dependent on agriculture for their livelihoods. Currently, about 800 million people remain undernourished, and roughly 24,000 people die each day from hunger and hunger-related causes. Yet hunger's corrosive effect extends beyond those immediately impacted, often leading to social and economic instability in a region, country, and even an entire continent. Food is a scarce resource. 
So an important question to ask ourselves is how we can use the limited resources we have right now to positively impact the health outcomes and provide food to those in the future. However, it is keen to tread lightly upon our methods of achieving this. Dr. Nevin Scrimshaw, the 1991 laureate of the World Food Prize once said, quote, it is ironic that some of the worst concentrations of xerophthalmalia and blindness due to vitamin A deficiency occur in populations surrounded by abundant resources from the vitamins and minerals in local vegetables and fruits. Yet no country has yet mounted a successful campaign to solve the vitamin A problem in this way. End quote. Golden rice is a genetically modified biofortified crop. Biofortification increases the nutritional value in crops. Golden rice is genetically modified in order to produce beta-carotene, which is not normally produced in rice. Beta-carotene is converted into vitamin A when metabolized by the human body. We need vitamin A for healthier skin, immune systems, and vision. The Golden Rice Project was first introduced in 1999, when two professors, Ingo Patrykas and Peter Bayer, proposed their project to Rockefeller Foundation to genetically engineer rice to increase its nutrients. Rockefeller Foundation supported their goal to provide a sustainable biofortification approach to combat vitamin A deficiencies in developing countries. Vitamin A deficiency, or VAD, is prevalent in developing countries whose diets are dependent on rice or other micronutrient-poor carbohydrate foods, which do not contain vitamin A. The World Health Organization estimates that about 250 million preschool children are affected by VAD, and about 2.7 million children die because of the deficiency. VAD can have numerous negative health effects, such as dryness of the eye that can lead to blindness if untreated, reduced immune system response, and an increase in severity and mortality risk of infections. VAD is one of the main causes of preventable blindness of young children from developing countries. The Golden Rice Project began as a proposed solution for VAD. However, despite the establishment of a humanitarian board and abiding by national and international regulations governing GMOs, opposition to the project has blocked the rollout of the Golden Rice Project in developing countries. Despite numerous and various research on golden rice, there remain many unanswered questions and ethical concerns about the crop. We must weigh the risks and the benefits of employing golden rice. The risks include potential allergies or potential antibiotic resistance. There is also the possibility that genetically modified foods enter the food supply inadvertently from planting GMO crops their non-GMO crops without knowledge from the consumer. As genetically modified crops would have to be grown, there are concerns about the effect they would have on the surrounding environment. Therefore, ethical questions and concerns arise from the unknown effect on the environment. Could the crops negatively impact the environment and possibly its biodiversity? 
A possible threat to biodiversity arises when genetically modified crops breed with wild species. Another issue concerns the spreading, escaping, or crossing of genes from genetically modified crops. This could create unwanted resistance of a pesticide or herbicide, or could increase the strength of weeds. As with human safety concerns, there is the possibility that other animals that eat genetically modified crops will be affected. This could create inadvertent risks to these species, harming them and possibly biodiversity as well. Studies of the long-term impacts of planting and or consuming golden rice have been minimal because it would take decades to really learn anything. Even though these very minimal risks are still discussed in popular discourse, many scientists now agree that genetically modified crops are just as safe to consume and to plant as traditional crops. On a different note, there are possible socioeconomic implications that genetically modified foods can have on developing countries. Since for-profit companies back genetically modified foods, there is the fear of negative effects on small-scale farmers because market dominance may arise. This could negatively impact poor farmers who cannot compete with large biotech companies for land and a share of the rice market, prompting ethical concerns over who should get to decide what crops to plant in a particular country or region. However, the benefits of golden rice have the promise to help prevent millions of deaths and to alleviate sufferings of children and adults afflicted with BAD and micronutrient malnutrition in developing countries. Allowing further golden rice development may open many more possibilities of enhancing genetically modified biofortified crops to combat micronutrient malnutrition in developing countries. But alas, this concludes our case study discussion for today. If you have any interesting topics you would like me to discuss in the podcast, please contact me through my email, milogolding at outlook.com. I'll tune in with you next Sunday. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you all have a wonderful week. Until next time.